0: slash J-O-Y. Now it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original.
1: 1037-WEI.
0: All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Kitch, what's your favorite Bill Belichick moment, memory, anything like that? Anything, all of the above in terms of the affinity you feel for Bill Belichick and what he did here?
1: All right, I'm going to take all of, like, the personal interactions that no one else saw or just the people on the show saw. I'm you take you those can use of one of those. Um, all right, if I'm going to use one of those, it was how I, I love Jerry Thornton. Jerry Thornton's one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's an awesome, awesome guy. And when Jerry Thornton wrote his Patriots book, Bill came in with a copy of the book, requested Thornton sign it so he could put it on his bookshelf and everything. Like, that was just a cool, fun moment. Uh, I always liked that. And Bill was super cool when we needed him to sign, like, a football that we're doing for a charity event. He was
0: super cool about that. Which, which book was it? Was The Darkness to Dynasty? Yeah. Huh.
1: And um, – but on the field type stuff, I for some reason I've always loved that moment during the game against I think he was with the Ravens at the time, Derek Mason. Oh, F you Mason. Look at the scoreboard. I loved when he'd jaw with other players.
0: Adam Adam Thielen.
1: Adam Thielen from a couple of years ago. Yeah. I thought that was great. I always loved those moments. Those were like the good mic'd up moments that I actually found interesting and funny and compelling. Those moments. I mean, I'm taking obviously the Super Bowls out of the equation here, but those type of moments I always loved with Bill Belichick.
0: So my, I'm not going to go to one specific memory because we've talked to the uh, talked about the mad nauseum, but the one, the what I miss, which I believe was a real thing for a little while there back 20 years ago you would go into those big games Kitch, and i remember talking about it with my friends at the time it was a thing amongst us the belichick factor you legitimately felt like you had two and a half points on the opponent because you had bill belichick and i miss that like i'll i'll never think of another coach i feel like in the same vein you know what i mean like when you would face the Steelers on the road in the playoffs, they might have been the favorite, they might have had the edge, but you had Belichick. Or some of those game plans against Peyton Manning. Um, You know, I know I told this story, I think, but I guess a personal memory, just because you offered one up, was, um, you know, I had all those press conference interactions with him, but way before all that. You don't say. Way before all that, though, he came to, in March... Of two thousand five, he came to Bryant, and I was a freshman at the time. He was the keynote speaker. Um, and it pains me, and shame on Bryant University, because I have since, you know, in the years that had followed, I went back to try to find the video of this and they told me they lost it, which is friggin' unacceptable. You have this legend, he had just won his third Super Bowl in four years. He comes to the school to speak and it's like an intimate, you know, it's not like the whole like world wasn't open to this. It was an intimate kind of opportunity for the Brian students to listen to him talk. Anyway, at the end of his talk, he takes questions. So I raise my hand. I get, a, I get to ask a question. So I get the mic, I stand up, and I go, Coach, you know, do, do you ever after you win one of these games – Go back and listen to some of these analysts who had told the, the nation that you were going to lose. the, Because at the time it was like Mark Schlereth and Sean Salisbury and guys on ESPN. I was like, Do you ever listen to Mark Schlereth, Sean Salisbury, guys on the shows, and just sit back and laugh? And you know, he laughed. The whole room erupted, standing ovation. And then he gave some to- like he said that was a great question, and then he gave some like token Bill Belichick team answer. And then said, again, that was a great question. That was one of my favorites. Because that was real, Bill. That's when he was just kind of like having a fun time with his winning and with his legend and, and putting it out there. But it was just uh, – That, that yeah. is a good one.
1: I like that. And those personal interactions are always interesting and always somewhat compelling. Um, so I've been looking through some of these lists over the last couple of days of great Belichick moments. And one that keeps popping up on the list, and I go, whoever writing this list does not understand context. They keep bringing up the 2019 game against the Jets where they're up 33 nothing, and then they're just dicking around with the clock. Eh, let's, take a, uh, let's take a delay of the game here. Uh, Brandon Bolden, don't forget to jump off sides here so we can just screw up the clock. Everyone talks about that being a great moment, and I go, that's a horrible moment. Do you know why that's a horrible moment? Because Mike Vrabel turned around and did it to you in the playoffs. Yeah. He used what you put out there against you and burned you with it. That's a horrible moment in my opinion. But when I was trying to look back at just those individual game moments, because we've talked about this on the show in the past, where it's like, where are those moments in game where Belichick shows off his brilliance? And it hasn't really been there for a while, but People like to talk about the intentional safety in Denver. To me, that one moment is in the Super Bowl against Seattle. Doesn't take the timeout. He's staring down Pete Carroll, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And he makes the right call. To me, that's ultimately the number one decision or non-decision Bill ever made in a game.
0: Yeah, Game um... on the line,
1: Super Bowl on the line, balls of steel.
0: Balls of steel. That's another thing. That's a great point catch. He all he was never afraid to make the big, bold decision or to have those balls. He, he was never. And I'll tell you what, to this day, and people rail against me, and they did in real time, and they did, and you know, to maybe to this day. I always, always agreed with fourth and two. Always. The Colts were shredding you at that point. Your defense obviously wasn't what it was back in the earlier years of the dynasty. Manning was on a hummer. The the Colts' offense was as good as it was during their entire run there. You had had to get that first down. Even if you punted, they were going down to score. They were going to score, and they were going to win. That was your best chance with the ball in the hands of your best player. I always, always, always agreed with that call. Always agreed with that call. And I'll tell you another call I agreed with. This one was even more controversial. I don't even remember what year it was, honestly. It was more recently. It was an overtime game in the Meadowlands, I think, against the Jets. And I think you won the toss, and you played defense. I will always agree with that decision. And maybe you and I disagreed. I don't remember. But he, the Patriots' offense that day was garbage. There was a heavy wind. It was a strong It was a wind game, and there was weather elements to it. They had no chance of going down the field against a good Jets defense and scoring a touchdown. It wasn't going to happen. The defense of the Patriots had been playing pretty well, and I'll always remember agreeing with that call. And they ended up losing the game, so I was wrong. But I agreed because their best chance was trying to get a punt and get a field goal because that's what they've been doing all game, punts and field goal attempts. And I'll never forget not. Uh, agree, I'll never forget agreeing with that call. I thought, and that was a bold move he made. And it's just another example of, okay, it didn't work out that time. It didn't work out either time, actually. But the mentality was there. I thought that was the right mentality. And it was, um, yeah. You probably. I, I look. I don't look at the the non call on the timeout with as much fondness as you do. It was definitely a piece of his legacy. Um, well, it wasn't just just the non. Like they had prepared for that moment.
1: They That's right. Prepared, and they, we we saw it in the uh, the postseason. documentary everything right. that they did. We we saw them preparing for that moment. We, and, and you know, they're ch- uh, yelling, "Malcolm, go!" on the sideline. Like they were prepared. Bill had them fully prepared for that moment, and I will give them full credit for that. That was it. Was awesome.
0: That that, that was as good, good of a. Team. I mean, that was as good of a sequence as a coach as you could ever. And I don't care about Ernie Adams or what. I mean. You give the credit to Belichick. To have not only that case, it would have been one thing, okay, if they just talked about it and they were after the fact, do your job, the document, whatever, they were talking about what they prepared for. But to have the actual video evidence to back it up was crazy to me. Where they actually had the exact play on camera where Butler was going around the end the wrong way and they end up giving up the touchdown And then to see it in the game where he took that exact coaching point and turned it into glory on the biggest play of the game. I mean, you can make the argument that that play was the biggest play, the biggest single play in the history of the Belichick era, if not bigger than that, if not the history of the Brady, the Patriots. You know what I mean? That single play.
1: Yeah, it's probably up there.
0: I mean, you saw what happened to the Seahawks afterwards. I don't know what would have happened to the Patriots had they lost that game and they lost a second. You know what I mean? They lost another Super Bowl. It would have been three losses in a row. Three losses Not like in a row. consecutive years, but three
1: Super Bowl appearance losses in a row two to the Giants and then to the Seahawks.
0: Who knows that where it could have, been, have gone?
1: That would have been um, tough.
0: Okay. Um, when we get back. Uh, anything else here with Belichick, Four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven. 1037 It's all on the table. Where will the Patriots go? What will they do? And if you want to sneak in some Celtics thoughts, that's welcome as well. This is the Martin Kitchen Show, 1037 WEI.